it's episode 22. I'm your host, Garrett Beaver, joined by Noah Perillo. Hello. Dawson Wolf. Hello. And Ryan Cole. Hello. Today, we're going to be talking about the Big Ten men's basketball tournament and boys and girls varsity basketball. Let's begin. So, boys basketball coming off a big, big win. I think that they might be able to get it done in their next game. All in the right, just uh, finishing with 31 points, a new record high, I believe. Uh, next up, they have Utica Eisenhower, which has a pretty good team, but a worse record than Lake Orion. What do you guys think? I think, honestly, that this Lake Orion team just wants it more. I think that they they started off slow. They started off really slow. It, it, it was looking like they were going to win, like, three games all season. You know, they have a coaching change. The locker room changed a little bit, you know cut out all the bad weeds, you know, regrow the team. And and uh, I think it's worked out for them pretty well. Alden's finally found a shot. You know, players like DJ, CJ, you know, Trevor, Heverla have stepped up. I think in big moments, as long as Malachi can stay healthy, I think they have a easy path to uh, the regionals. Uh, but, you know, what we know about him is still kind of under, under wraps. We still don't know. But I still think, even without Malachi, the Dragons stomp Utica. And I think this team is really hungry, too, when they want this win, and I don't think they're going anywhere. Yeah, and you know with the coaching changes midseason, you know, Andres only has one loss under his belt, you know, a couple losses. But at the end of the day, I feel like when it comes to, you know, districts, you know, you get those buys. Some of those teams, you know, really lose footing from where they were in the regular season when they do get that bye. We saw it in the girls' districts, you know, with the top seeds. And, you know, Lake Orange got to come ready to play tomorrow, you know, against Eisenhower. They did have a pretty convincing victory over the host, Romeo, yeah. yes, yesterday. So they got to be ready to play. And well, even that, uh, that one loss was still, what, a two-point game? Yeah. That's... Well, I think teams now just this deep into the season forget that it's a one and done. You know, it's like this is your high school season. You only get one loss. You know, and a lot, a lot of people maybe are committed enough to what they're doing. Maybe forget that like this game is like a lot more important than all the other games, all the regular season where you're trying to win, but you know you still have another game behind you. And I think that's a big. It's more of a locker room thing with that, where you don't know which teams do and don't care. But the teams that do care definitely put themselves in a better chance to win. Definitely. I mean, they've got a lot of momentum rolling into this next game, coming off of that 49-34 win against Groves. I think they might be able to do it. I mean, well, I think they should be good for this round, but uh, deeper in the playoffs is when it's going to really matter. You know, especially when, you know, you're hosting, like Orient's hosting regionals. You yeah. know, that's just, you know, hey, you know, let's make it through this district round. We'll have home court advantage in the regional round. And, you know, kind of propels them, you know, have that drive. You know, all right, you know, we have a goal, get to regionals on our home court. You know, many teams don't get that opportunity, and you never want to pass it up. Yeah, especially surviving to where you know that no matter what you're playing at your home court, it's like almost like a sigh of relief that, like, all right, you finally got past. You finally got past the hump of districts, and now you know you can go to – to one of the toughest parts, regionals, and now you're going to be on your home court. you got only got to make that five, ten-minute drive instead of the hour, two hours other teams are going to have to make. That's huge. I think you do have to take it game by game, though, because there's no looking forward that if you can't pe- get past this game right now and you have to think about this game right now and none others. 
Definitely, definitely. Especially in playoffs, like Perillo said, one game at a time. Girls basketball, coming off a big win in Rochester, losing two times previously in the season. They got it done the third time. But can they get it done against Clarkson? What do you guys think? You know, it's Lake Orion and Clarkston. You know, we've seen it in all types of sports. You know, it's a whole different ball game when it comes to Lake Orion and Clarkston. You know, this stage tonight, Lake Orion and Clarkston, you can't have it better than that. You know, it's a regional semifinal, Lake Orion and Clarkston. Two, you know, schools with history and, you know, hate. And, you know, they're taking on at Fenton High School, 530. Man, you can't have it better than that. Wouldn't it just be great if Lake Orion just sends Clarkston home tonight? Man, that'd be great. Yeah, well, I think in a lot of sports you have to realize when it comes to Lake Orion and Clarkston, sometimes you can just take the skill, take the home field advantage out of it, and you just know it's going to be a close, tight-knit game because they want to fight each other. They want to, like, murder each other. They want to beat each other, like, so bad. And I think – but I think where the one edge Lake Orion has over – well. I think there's pros and cons of both teams. Clarkston probably has the best player on the court, but I think Lake Orion just has more passionate fan base and a more passionate coach, and just like the team is more well-knit together. Because so I've heard from inside sources at Clarkston that they don't exactly care too much about their girls' basketball team the way like we pile out to the stands and we watch and we like get into it, and it's a Lake Orion thing. Clarkston doesn't have that same feel to it. And that might be huge with the 40-minute drive to Fenton, just seeing your fans out in the stand, like just making it, making you want to play harder and like making it harder for Clarkson to hit their shots and play good defense. I think it's going to come down to which team is more hungry and which team wants it more. And I, I think it'll be a close game no matter what. Bob's a hungry guy, man. Mm-hmm. He's, he's a big dude. He can eat a lot. Uh, honestly, I think Bob might be the most influential person on that team. The way he gets the fans going, his beautiful coaching, I mean, just all around, he might be better than any of the players, honestly. Well, yeah, it definitely is a hungry dog runs faster game, and I don't think anyone wants it more than Bob Bridges. Like, I've seen, I've seen, like, a lot of basketball at every level. You know, you see a lot of coaches, but he's just, like, a -a one-of-a-kind person. You don't see someone just get so into it, so excited, but have as much experience and knowledge that he has. Like, he's been coaching for over at least 20 years. Like, he knows what he's doing. You know, he's, like, he maybe hasn't, like, been there before at this high school level, but, you know, you know he knows what it takes to be a champion. He's got the heart of a champion, heart of a lion, and that might set up uh, Lake Warren at a bigger advantage than Clarkston tonight. Yeah, and, you know, Lake Orion, you know, they weren't expected to beat Stony Creek. They weren't expected to beat Rochester. And they're playing as an underdog again against Clarkston tonight. And they like playing as an underdog. You know, you can't write this story any better than what it has already. You know, Bob got his district title. Why not? You know, you can't write it better. And, you know, wouldn't it just be great to knock off Clarkston? I mean, add to that history-making year already. Bob Estates. I know. And, you know, they like playing as an underdog. Yeah. I mean, they've repetitively shown and shown again that they can be the underdog and still win. They can still go out there and beat teams that are that are better, well, supposedly better than them. Well, it makes you think, you know, we talk about them being the underdog so often. You know, I love, it's always smart to have that chip on your shoulder mentality, but we maybe we got to realize that maybe they're not 
the underdog, you know. Maybe they're just maybe they're just a solid good team with a lot of great players. They 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 have a really deep bench. You know, they can they can play they can play multiple lineups at a time and they they play the lockdown defense. All they do is hustle. Like all they do is cause turnovers and like, you know, their offense efficiency isn't the best, but it makes up because the defense is just so strong and so fast and hustles so much that they just get that they find their ways to win. I mean, yeah, they've got great team chemistry. I mean, there are some standout players, but you don't really see one player that like does it all for them. It's it's them working collaboratively as collaboratively as a team, and like putting it all together, and that's how they're winning these games. And when they do make a good play, you will always see the bench standing up and cheering on their team for that great play that they just made. Definitely. I mean, hey, Bob is on the court more than the players half the time. It's he's the one getting all the playing time. Agreed. I, I like I like when Bob runs out there, shows he's passionate. But you're right about the bench. Having like a bench that goes crazy, like when you especially when you watch in like college basketball or, or like NBA, like especially when especially now it's March Madness and you know players hit a three, you know, and everyone goes crazy and you see it and it's just like like the other team has to call a timeout. It completely changes the game, no matter like because you see it every March, like like 15 seeds upset two seeds, you know, 12 seed upsets the five seed. And it's just like, it's because they just have that tight knit team. And I think, I wouldn't say if we had a seed Clarkson Lake Warren, we'd put Clarkson at a two and Lake Warren at a 15. And, but I do think, I do think that it's sort of like with that tight knit team, it's going to be an electric game. It's going to be a lot closer than a lot of people think. Definitely, definitely. That's a good segue into our next topic, which is the Big Ten tournament uh so the four teams that have a bye currently are illinois rutgers wisconsin and purdue what's everybody's predictions what are we thinking i actually have or i had a bracket made uh last hour and uh this might come as a shocker you know me being a big michigan fan i but i i picked michigan to do it they're on it they're on a roll a lot of people what a lot of people don't realize is like you know you know, Phil Martelli, absolute go, absolute legend. We have Juwan Howard coming back. And a lot of people are thinking, you know, well, you have to go through Illinois, then Iowa. But this is a more rejuvenated team. Derek Jones is showing a lot more prowess at the point guard position. And I think, you know, you know, that last stretch, what you had, what, like most people don't know, is that, like, Michigan was on spring break. They had no school, but they had four home games. So they're just hanging around Ann Arbor. So that, especially that Iowa game, you know, after beating Michigan State, you know, they might not be in the right set of mind to win that game. But now when it goes to Indy, and you've seen Michigan teams that haven't been high seed do it before, I think this is a perfect year to come back for them to do it again. That's a, that's a hot take right there. I mean, with Juwan coming back, it's going to get the players going. I mean, that's their, that's their coach. That's their man. I think, ooh, you think Michigan's going to upset Illinois? I think they got it. What do you guys think? You know, I, I, you know, every year in the Big Ten tournament, you know, there's a lot of the top seeds, you know, get upset. You know, they have that little break, then they get you know, shocking, you know, upset. I think, you know, looking at the bracket, I think Iowa has a real shot. You know, they won't play. I mean, they're going to play Rutgers. You know, they beat Rutgers a couple times this year. I think they'll get, you know, they'll probably get Illinois, and I think Iowa will pull this off. Iowa, the five seed. That's a nice take. That's a nice take. What are you thinking, Ryan? I'm going to take Purdue. I mean, 
they have these star players. They have these Jaden Ivies. I, I just don't see anyone else winning it. But I would like to see a Michigan-Wisconsin rematch in the championship game. I think that would be a fun game to watch. But I see Purdue winning that. I think they're going to be Wisconsin. I think they'll be Illinois in the championship. And uh, that's, that's my take. There are two teams that I see in this Big Ten tournament that can really shake things up. You know, I didn't pick them to win on my bracket, on my initial bracket here, but just watching throughout the entire season, just watching basketball, two teams that could really shake things up and make a deep run, maybe even win it all, Maryland and Penn State. These two teams are gritty and tough, and they always find a way to keep it in the game. Maryland has had, like, three three close games against three tough Big Ten teams. You know, you know they should have beat Purdue, and I, there's some questionable officiating at the end of that game that really, like, changed the course of the game. But this Maryland team, like, they all they do is fight. They're dogs. Like, they, they don't have that star. They don't have that star prowess, but... They, they just want it more, and they seem, they seem to not care, like, who's coming in or out, where they're going, who they're playing, no matter what the AP poll rank is. They just go out there, play, and they give it their all, and especially in a Big Ten tournament environment where teams already think, like, already think it to the semifinal and championship, you know, that Purdue, that Wisconsin, that Maryland or Penn State can come out of nowhere. Because we've seen these Purdue teams and these Wisconsin teams lose games they probably shouldn't have lost. And I think with them having to go against Maryland or Penn State, if Maryland can beat Michigan State in the first round, they could cause some real problems coming down the stretch in this Big Ten tournament. Funny enough, my pick is Maryland to win it all. I think they can get it done against Michigan State. Wisconsin going to be a little bit of a difficult game, but just because of that bye, I think they can do it. From there, I don't even know if Purdue's going to make it. I got a little bit of faith in Penn State. Uh, something about them, you know, those lines, they just get me going. I think Maryland's going to go to the end, and they're going to face either Northwestern or Illinois just takes the first uh, the, the two round. But I think it's got to be Maryland. It's got to be. Those are, I mean, the only other person with more fight in them is Juwan Howard. I mean, it's <laughs> in the Big Ten. That's it. It's They're gritty. They want to win. They're motivated, man. I think, I think they can get it done, too. That's a great value pick right there. Maryland does have a tough tough matchup against Michigan State. But I think if they can beat Michigan State, because Michigan State's kind of been on a cold streak, if they can beat them that first round, they can really like they can really do numbers to Wisconsin. And let's not forget about Penn State, too. Ohio State and Purdue, that bottom part of the Big Ten bracket, have shown that they can just out of nowhere lose to these, like, like Nobody's. teams with no quad one wins and like they just like aren't top 50 in like Ken Palm rankings but like but like they just go out and play and they win and it's like been all season like that yeah I mean that's that's all of college basketball that's why it's so great is it's not just about being good I mean coach K on his last home game just then getting upsetted by UNC that's you'll love to see it man it's college basketball back to this Michigan State Maryland game I think it's going it, to – what matters is how this Michigan State team comes out because we've seen two Michigan State teams this year. We've seen them beat Purdue. We've seen them beat Illinois – or, I mean, Wisconsin once. But they've also lost – dropped games to, like – they. I think they've lost They've lost to Penn State. They've lost, lost to Northwestern. There, there's two different Michigan State teams, and that game is going to rely on who – what Michigan State team comes out. Yeah, especially – and that's a scary – 
that really is going to change everything because this is either going to be a, a Maryland wins by three points, four points, five points, or Michigan State wins by 20 just because that's how, that's how different the two Michigan State teams are. And that's just how, like, this Maryland team is always consist- consistently tough, but they're not a top team to where, like, they're blowing teams out by 10 to 20 points. So it's like you're going to just, like, probably within the first five minutes, you're going to know the course of this game and where it's going. And, I mean, they don't really have any, like, top-of-the-draft-class standout players. I mean, they've got good players. they got some shooters, too. But nothing's too crazy. It's more of just, like, a team effort compared to, you know, other big teams like uh, Illinois. I don't know. I don't know. I think I think Maryland might be able to do it. But they do have a hard drive there. Wisconsin having a great season this year. Definitely shows some pride. A little bit of uh, small upsets, but besides that, I mean – they're making it happen. It's going to be a difficult game for sure. If Michigan does beat Indiana, I would love to see a Hunter Dickinson, Kofi Cockburn matchup. I think it'd just be awesome to watch. And watching those two go ba- battle back and forth, I think would just be one of a kind game. So I'll put this question out there. Out of the four teams that got to buy, Illinois, Rutgers, Wisconsin, Purdue, who would you pick as your upset? As my upset. Yeah, who would what? Which of those four teams would you? Wisconsin. Make, yeah, get upset. Got to be Wisconsin. Maryland beats Michigan State in the first round, takes it to Wisconsin. They're on a roll, and they take them. I think it, the only other reasonable one I can think of is Rutgers, and Iowa takes them. I wouldn't say Iowa over Rutgers is a uh, too much of a. Like an upset, I'd even say I'd probably right now I'd say I was better than Rutgers. I think Michigan, I I believe Michigan will beat Indiana. I believe believe Indiana had a strong season, but they they're just not like they don't have the same type of players. But if you look back when Michigan played Illinois like a few weeks ago, it was like ninety five to eighty seven something like that. You know, a lot of teams there are a lot of teams in the nation that could like eighty seven points is more than enough to win. And Cokeburn is just such a phenomenal player that hopefully with Juwan Howard coming back, they can finally figure out a defensive plan to stop to stop him. Because, I mean, he just, like, you like it's hard to score 87 points in a college basketball game and lose. It's like they put up 95, they just do- and they dominate. Like, that score is a lot closer. Illinois dominated that entire game. But with no coach, I feel like in the Big Ten tournament, the stakes were so much higher. And this Michigan team, you know, came into the season as – AP preseason top five you really never know like they still have that five-star talent they still have that top recruiting and this Illinois team is super tough and if Michigan doesn't win it I think Illinois is going to win it but but with Juwan Howard coming back I think that there'll finally be a defensive scheme to stop Cokeburn and I forget the other point guard's name but he also had like 27 on him that'll be like the biggest factor coming into those uh, quarterfinal games yeah, I think Purdue, I think they're going to get upset. You know, like we said earlier, you know, they've had really trouble time with some of these big, big name teams. You know, these sleeper teams that just come in, play Purdue, and be put up like 20 on them. Yeah. And then you're just like, how? You know, Purdue being ranked top five. On some of these games, they play these sleeper teams like Michigan. Yeah. You know, they came into Chrysler Arena. They got stood up. You know, they... <laughs> you know, you're just like, wow. They didn't look like a, a top five team. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I think this is going to be another proven point why Purdue, you know, getting that by, they're going to get upset either by Ohio State 
or Penn State or Minnesota. I think that's going to be a real shocker to some people, and I think Purdue will get upset again. Okay, okay. Yeah, I agree with that Purdue take as well because they've lost they've lost game to Rutgers, Wisconsin. They lost to Indiana by three. What? They lost to Michigan by almost 20-30, and then they lost to State and Wisconsin two games in a row. They also only had a two-point win against Indiana. This, I think with the star, there's star players on this Purdue team that are really good, but they've just shown that they sometimes they can't go the distance. And the Big Ten tournament where everyone wants it, I totally agree. Purdue might be the first team that you think, oh, my God, how did they lose? And they don't win it. Yep. All right, so that's all the time we have today, folks. Uh, join us next week on Friday for our episode 23 of Sweet Seats where we will be talking about the the MLB season with Anthony Schulte as your host and uh, the boys and girls basketball tournament.